0: looking at this idea of um, spiritual experience and spiritual awakening. And um, I would be um, looking at uh, from the big blue book, actually a big blue book that uh, I got uh, from my uncle who got this book in 72, 1972. A lot of you weren't alive then. And uh, when you look at it in the front It talks. It gives you a little bit of that history. You know that um, this was the uh, this. There was sixteen printings from 1939 to 1955, and then there was the second edition. And this is the second edition that I have. And uh, it was it was second edition, new and revised in 1955. Again, I I wasn't even born then. But anyway, Um, but uh, it was the thirteenth printing in 1972. So John is the expert on this book. I'm not. Uh, but um, I would say that maybe some things have changed from the way the book was written after with different editions and whatnot and changes maybe grammar stuff and whatever. I don't know about content, but I was really, um, I was looking for, to be honest, this share to be an encouragement around community and us um, really believing coming out of COVID and and life after COVID um just really seeing how uh important uh community was that we get together that we go out of our way to get together and take the opportunities I can't wait till Saturday night this week uh I'm looking forward to being there and hearing shares and whatnot at um at that event but um in, in the in the in near the back of the book and page five sixty nine, it talks about these terms spiritual experience and spiritual awakenings, and it was interesting to read. I won't read verbatim what it's saying, but it was saying that there was in the first in the first book and whatnot. It started to believe that everybody believed that you had to have this uh, more of a religious experience in order for it, the twelve step program to work. And then, as time went on, they started talking about in this in this book about how it wasn't that it was bad that it was thought of that way, but a lot of um, a lot of people actually did uh, get help from the twelve step program and maybe experience um, spiritual experience and spiritual awakening, which is used a lot in that in this book, right? Those terms, and um, but they weren't like all of a sudden. Everything's different. It wasn't like this event that happened and then every everything was always different after. It was more about just the practice of you know the steps and, and moving forward and over time. Um, but it was very it, it was it, it just opened my 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 heart to think about uh an, an experience from the scripture and so the other book that is couple thousand years older but anyway um and i I just um i was thinking about the transfiguration story and it's in uh in in the math matthew chapter 17 it talks about it because i really um i'm doing recovery church on saturday and sunday at the chapel at the mission and i've really been looking at the idea of all, all the gospels are all about recovery right I mean Jesus love for us is about recovery. He just wants to recover every human being. He loves us. But in these, in this in this uh in this story there's a really neat uh thing to share I believe that really has been uh, an encouragement to me. Um so nothing really to do specifically with the last year but we went through a lot of changes. We moved four times the last time I did a group I did it on uh, staying in the moment, I think, <laughs> as we moved four times in one year in in Windsor. Uh we moved to Windsor three times in Windsor and then moved back here. It was in 10 months. So it was it was uh it was a time of going up a lot of mountains and um and like a lot of new things and whatnot, and then coming back home to being in a very familiar place. And um, but it really was. In a lot of ways a lot of mountaintop experiences when we were there not not like this mountain of transfiguration exactly but in a lot of ways there was things about it so i'm sharing from that context but the story is about you know these three guys uh, going up the hill with Jesus, and I was just, you know, just thinking about that. I mean, like our daily walk, you know, as we walk in our steps and as we walk in our faith. If you have a, a faith in in God, and it, it's just like you, you really never. These guys could have never thought they knew where they were going, and don't we just love to know where we're going? I don't know if you're one of them. It's like. Like you put on a Netflix movie and he was like, what's it about? And I'm like, I'm the opposite. I'm like, put the movie on and let's see what it's about. <laughs> but, but there's, there's, there's this thing about traveling and not having a map. Um, it, that's, that's uh pretty exciting, exciting, but these fellas were following this guy that they've been hanging around with for a while. And they, they probably missed anything that was any uh, content, anything, any details, like, hey, by the way, I'm gonna, you know, go to the cross in a while. And, and like, they didn't understand that, just like, what's he talking about? Well, he's a good guy, he does miracles, let's follow him, you know? And so they're following him up this hill, they go up to the top of the hill, and this event happens that is like, just like sci-fi um all of a sudden there's this white bolt of light and it's great and everything's shining and then there's these two guys that were historical figures there beside the guy they walked up the hill with right and, and in the story <laughs> it's really neat the if you don't know the story at all it, Hopefully I do some justice and you'll, a couple of highlights. But the, the thing that I really was amazed at is the first thing that um, the, the one guy who was usually most outspoken was Peter. And he said, hey, I'll build you shelters. I'll build you shelters. You can, we you know, like you guys can all stay here now. And we'll, you know, I, what was going on in his head? And then we'll always come up the mountain to see you. Or what was going on in his head? We don't know what was going on in his head, but he something was going on. And and it's interesting if you read the the, the story in detail. As soon as he said that, it says that there was a shadow came over and they couldn't see anything anymore. Right, and he wanted to, you know immediately control the situation so this would last forever right and that wouldn't that be great if mountaintop experiences were just always lasting forever right and and then and then this voice from the you know man in the sky god um it says hey this is my beloved son and um he only said that one other time about him and that was when jesus was baptized but anyway they were probably not there when Jesus was baptized. But anyway, so th- this voice come and they fall down and start trembling when they hear that, right? It's like, wow, this is pretty big spiritual experience. And who wouldn't be like dynamically changed? And how much I wish in my own life I would have had something like that happen, (laughs) you know, it would be like, okay, I'll never be the same. There's no different. Like this is an awakening. This is who this is. I mean, this is just a, a really, really crazy big event. It's a big awakening. It's a big experience. And they're laying on the ground full of fear. The other side of that sometimes in recovery, like when we we've gone through times and I I've been walking in recovery for quite a long time and recently over the last 12, 15 years in uh, codependency and working recovery with codependency, uh, as something that I found myself really becoming sick with. And, um, you know, you can still like, you can, you can forget and you can get fearful. It doesn't matter how much experience I've had, how much like big experience and spiritual experience, reality and the everyday life can just, uh, I don't know, the experience lacks being a good distraction anymore. And so when I saw this, I love this next part. And I brought Kleenex, so I'll just warn you. (laughs) But what happens is, Jesus sees them all afraid on the ground, and the and the Bible says this. It says He touched them, and Jesus came to them, touched them. Before He said anything, He touched them, and. If you've had spiritual experiences and spiritual awakenings around faith in God and you haven't had that kind of experience, uh, that doesn't that doesn't mean everything. But those kinds of experiences, it's like it's like for me, it's like when God actually sends somebody to me who doesn't know what's going on in my life and and gives me a hug and says I've been praying for you wow, there's a touch because there's a physical touch. It's like if uh, John and uh, Vicky were down in Montreal at that uh, nice time way and uh, John said, let's go to Baskin and Robbins. And then if, and, and he really wants Baskin and Robbins uh, and, or maybe it's the other way around, but, um, and he said, he takes Vicky's hand and he says, let's go to Baskin and Robbins. How much more powerful is that? when there's a touch involved, eh? It's just how it's just how this experience with God wants to work in our lives. And um, I believe the Bible goes on and continues to say and then he and, and then he said he said, you know, it says he touched them then he and and then said, "Get up. Do not be afraid." 365 times in the Bible. "Do not be afraid." Do not be afraid? Do you think God knew we'd have a problem with it? (laughs) Yeah. And so anyway, get up and do not be afraid. And this is my favorite. Well, maybe I got a lot of favorite parts. Um, And lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus. Wow. What a spiritual experience. What an awakening. How can, how can we all be involved in that on a day-to-day basis? I'd sign up for that. Wouldn't you? Like all you could see was Jesus. You wouldn't see the problems. You wouldn't see the distractions. You wouldn't see the pain. You wouldn't see the suffering, whatever. And then he says, um, they saw no one else. and, And this is the best part. This is the best part. They start coming down the hill and he's with them. <laughs> it's uh it's not like we live in our spiritual experiences on leftovers like oh I wish I'm nostalgic oh I remember that time when I was at a meeting and somebody shared something it just touched my heart opened me right up or I'm at you know a Sunday service uh, with in church and all of a sudden it's like oh man I have those aha moments yeah He's walking with them down the hill. He's in the valley with them, too. He does he he gives them some other instructions by the way. He just says, "Hey, you know what? Don't mention this to anybody till i uh, till I die on the cross. Then you can talk about this. But the part I saw in the story that I thought was really amazing about the same spiritual experience we have with God or the awakenings we can have. They're probably not all that flashy. But what he wanted to do was instill his touch in their lives. He wanted them to um, get up and move. And he wanted them to actually focus on him. And that awakening and that experience, the... The way that's that the way that is played out, I believe, in my life, and I think in a lot of others, is by actually in the valley, on not on the top of the mountain, but on the day-to-day life in the in the difficult areas where I can still okay, this is what's it what's what's about Jesus and all this. And his compassion and love is is that i just want to finish with uh, a reading it's not from uh, it's from a book by henry now and it's called the bread for the journey it's, it's a daily reader i read and uh along with a couple others um but this one here i was reading this on march 18th and i thought this this is what kind of end and give us something and um <clears throat> when i first say poverty we think of all kinds of things but I think if you listen to Henry now, and um, it's, 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 not, it's not what we would first think when we think about poverty, but the title is Coming Together in Poverty. There are many forms of poverty, economic poverty, physical poverty, emotional poverty, mental health, mental poverty, spiritual poverty. As long as we relate primarily to one's, one another's wealth health, stability, intelligence, and strength, we cannot develop true community. Community is not a talent show in which we dazzle the world with our combined gifts. Community is the place where our poverty is acknowledged and accepted. Not as as something we have to learn to cope with as best as we can, but as a true source of a new life. Living community in whatever form, family, parish, 12-step program or intentional community challenges us to come together at the place of our poverty, believing that there we can find real richness. The awakenings that we share from day to day in the least likely places <laughs> and the experiences we believe that, you know, I felt that a touch from God. I felt, you know, God's going to be there with me. He's not saying, hey, I, I'm going to live up here in that house you want to build me. I'm actually want to walk through all this stuff with you and be with you. And um I just if that if that was um a share around a testimony I guess of the past year for us, Mary Nell and I, it's really been quite an it's been quite an experience where we had awakenings about so many things. But most of all that uh he leads us and he guides us and he keeps on finding ways to uh, have us be in community with people that also wanna focus on him. And if there could be any better place, 12-step programs work with, without uh, a background of faith. Sometimes they work for people differently but definitely it is such a blessing to know that the uh, benefit of, of the, uh, the kind of program that is being run in here, ran here is about that acceptance and understanding of each other. And so I just share that today and I hope that you're encouraged to think about um, you know when you're afraid that God wants to touch you. And um, he may use somebody within the community to be his hands to do that. And uh, it may be, be through words, maybe through other acts of kindness, it may be but whatever it is, but I guess the humility is, is, a, is a big part of us to know that, you know what, there's no one that doesn't need somebody else. We all need each other.